The Ringers Nora Princiati and Nathan Hubbard are on a journey breaking down every single Taylor Swift album. For all you Swifties out there, this is the podcast for you. From her most famous moments to her most obscure references, every single album, Taylor Swift has it all. Check it out on the Ringer Dish feed, on Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Welcome to Jam Session. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. You know, last week was a real lull in the celebrity scape. And this week, we just got a few that we're so excited to talk about. First of all, Anna Kendrick and Bill Hader. What? I mean, where did that come from? Okay. I love that that's why you're leading with. It, well, it was the, the update that made me sit up straight in my chair out of everything this week. I don't think we'll talk about it first, but I wanted to mention it first. Sure. Okay. Uh, John Mulaney just posted some pictures of his baby to his Instagram. And one right. photo features Olivia Munn's head. Um, <laughs> the back of it. The back of it. Yes. <laughs> um, we probably wish, should and therefore will talk about Caleb from West Elm, who you may or may not have heard of. Uh, but most importantly, the Adele residency in Las Vegas has been postponed. And I'm going to go ahead and say canceled. Um, <gasps> wow. I don't think it's coming back. I don't think it'll ever happen. But there's just so much to parse here. Um, it, about a week ago, it it was announced that Adele's residency was canceled at the last minute, or they were saying postponed. Um, and the official reason cited was COVID. And then Adele, like, just sort of like and a general... And specifically, like, so many crew members yeah. and the, like, the production was impacted by COVID so much that they were not able to get the production ready in time. So it was being postponed in full. Correct. Then Adele took to her Instagram to do a teary post about how she she and they tried really hard, but the show's just not ready. And she's so sorry. And then she was like randomly FaceTiming with fans. I don't really know exactly how those connections were made, but that was happening. Um, and since then, there have just been a spate of rumors, just so many. And that's where things really get interesting to me. And I... So the rumors have included that Adele did not want to sing Skyfall of the 60-person choir. Right. To, today, it's been reported... Which I personally took offense at, but continue. <laughs> today, it's been reported that Adele was supposed to have a pool to look like she was like walking on water and like defying gravity, but she didn't like the set design for the pool, so she got into a fight. She called it a pond. Um, a baggy old pond. A baggy old pond, which is so British. And then as a result of that, um, refuse to do the shows. And of course, I don't ex- expect her to comment on any of these, but this is the kind of stuff that's like in the ether. There also was a lot of people on Twitter commenting on like Adele's mental health based on her, her crying Instagram video, which like, I just thought was very strange. Um, and I don't want to participate in that, but I just thought I'd mention that it happened. Um, I'm really interested in the conspiracies. I love early sort of like alternate explanations. Like, of course, it didn't seem like it was only COVID, right? We, we've all been living with COVID delays for about two years now. Sure. So that didn't seem like a good enough response. <laughs> I, don't, 
I will say, I mean, by the way, just if people really want to know where we are right now, this is how you and I spent our Friday nights where yeah. <laughs> I was literally texting you being like, where are we on the conspiracy theories? And like Juliet logged on and that's, this is what we're doing. So a, a gift to us and I guess to everyone else. But I think we did note in that conversation, like COVID is impacting the logistical arrangements of a lot yes. of major events right now. Absolutely. And this is like on the minor scale, you know, there, there are events with consequences such as like school and hospitals and such. And then there's whether Adele's residency like can, you know, meet her aesthetic standards. But it is possible that a fair number of people on her crew or whatever and have COVID or, you know, because of like various restrictions or quarantines, you know, yeah, like, it, it's it's plausible. I, I think that it probably is related. Like they weren't able to move fast enough. They weren't able to get ahead right. enough. Like production is hard, like of all kind. And especially these Vegas shows, because they're so specific. The stages and the theaters are actually kind of small compared to like an arena. Um, I'm sort of confused about the logistics of this pond. I, I'd love to see some mock-ups, but <laughs> but I I do believe that like COVID played a part because like the COVID's playing a part in literally everything. So, you know, that's just happening. But when we were texting, I think I said to you that I suspected it was like probably a small production thing that she was like not yes. willing to budge on. Like that was you that was my guess. And I feel that's true. I feel that's probably like what happens. So there's a difference of opinion. She wasn't willing to compromise. They weren't willing to compromise. She's like been really focused, as we know from this press tour, about this being about the music and like what she wants to tell you lies in the album and its lyrics. And it seems like she wasn't really to, willing to budge on that. It seems like she kind of wanted to do old school Adele, which Nathan and Nora kind of maligned, but I enjoyed, which is like lounge singer Adele, like cafe tour Adele. And but on a slightly larger scale, and it sounds like there was there's push from the other side to do to do something grander, you know, in one sense, lounge singer Adele, very appropriate for yeah, Las Vegas. It's kind of where it originated. On the other hand, I am now inundated with the ads for the high tech uh, extravaganza residencies that all major pop stars put on it in Las Vegas at this point. the The aesthetics, the showmanship, the carnival nature has definitely grown yeah. since the 60s or 70s. And there is also the fact that these tickets cost thousands of dollars. So on the secondary like, market, they're they're still really expensive, but they've they've ballooned even more. But people right. have spent tons of money on this. So there's a little bit of like you got to give people a show if they're coming all the way to the show uh aspect to I would say Las Vegas specifically. Yes, definitely. It's, I would say it's Vegas. Like, yeah, you can't do a like place an, I've never been, but as I understand it, you got to go big or go home. I've been there far too many times. And it's certainly not an understated place. So an understated Adele show would be pretty, would be pretty weird. And you probably wouldn't, I would feel satisfied paying a lot of money for that, but I don't know that a lot of other people would. Um, also like some of these stunts just sound kind of, ridiculous she doesn't dance so like when did you go to the, did you have you ever gotten to Beyonce in concert I haven't I saw her at the Rose Bowl um for her I guess her last for the lemonade tour I guess um and she has like a she had like a pool on stage and she like did like a few numbers like in the water basically and uh what's the name of the song she has Kendrick Lamar Freedom um and that song is in like was like in this sort of like small wading pool mm -hmm. um and it was like very dramatic and really impressive but it was a stadium tour and like you know the sort of the effect of the water and seeing it also on the screen when you're I wasn't close like you know that is um like a, a real spectacle and like I think that and like that's also like sort of Beyonce is kind of tailor-made or she has made herself an ideal stadium performer for that reason because she does just go so deep and so diligent with the theatrics but like that's really not what Adele is going for or is about and so I you know I don't find this surprising I also just want to note I think she told the truth in her weepy Instagram she says we just couldn't get the show ready in time and that mm -hmm. seems to be true like they couldn't agree on what the show is and it wasn't ready let me just advance a couple points in okay. response to that. Number one, no one was asking her to do a dance routine in the pool. That's true. It was described as, I think, basically like a small little island 
in the middle of the pool that she would stand on. And similar to, you know, the famous Carrie, Katy Perry clip. And I think from like part of me where she gets informed that she's going to like that she and Russell Brand are divorcing like four seconds before she gets like shot in a tube up the stage, you know? And so she's like crying and then it's like, now I yeah. must go be Katy Perry. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think it's like quite that dramatic, but you know, Adele would be on like a small thing that is moving a bit, but she doesn't have to move or get wet. As I understand it, again, these are all rumors, but I'm just like, you gotta do something on a stage. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, sure. I mean, but as we mentioned before, we've seen Adele in concert and she doesn't do anything on stage. She stands there in her long dresses and sings and like talks to you. Right. That's true. But again, it's Vegas. I also just want to say, let a 60 person choir sing Skyfall with you. I know, you know what? Give the people, give the people what they want. Let them walk in the aisle. Let them do all of the movement. Who cares? I would be so psyched. That would be absolutely worth however many thousands of dollars I had to pay. Also the price of going to Las Vegas, which again, people are going to Las Vegas. You got to understand the mindset that they're in when they're going to your show. But, but the other thing that has sort of come up is that Adele does have a, a, like a history of stage fright Mm -hmm. that's like pretty well documented and even like a little bit backing out of concerts being concerned. I mean, I think your seemingly correct hypothesis that this had to do with small production details is connected to the fact that it's not the first time it's happened. Right. And that she gets like, she's very particular, which she has every right to be, but is also very nervous about the performance aspect of shows and things get in her head a bit. As we've seen, was it at the Grammys where... Yeah, she restarted in the George Michael yeah. tribute. Which, you know what? Which Adele Life haters use, hold, hold against her. They really do. I, I kind of liked it on a on a one-off basis. You know, not everybody has it every time, though the haters point out, like, that would never happen to Beyonce, which is 100% true. But, so I think you're right that she was telling the truth in the sense of... It wasn't ready in time, but like what is ready and to whom? And then also to your point about how you think it's not postponed, it's canceled. Mm-hmm. I think that because I heard on the radio today that there's a couple of residencies um, planned like after hers, like, you know, it was mm-hmm. just for three months. And so timing wise, it'll be very hard to um, make it work. So like it could be up to a year. And so maybe they'll do it in a year. Um, I am going to be optimistic and hope that one of the reasons it's really hard to reschedule is because Adele and others are banking on being able to tour this summer and also hopefully next year. And so while nothing has been said and she in, um, in the makeup video that we talked about, she like says like, I'm not touring because of COVID. Like I do think there's a hope that after that people like all musical artists will be able to tour. And so I think like if we're anticipating a endemic, COVID world instead of a pandemic COVID world. Like it just will make things more complicated. But the most shocking thing to me about this was just the money that everyone's losing. Like, like everyone, is, right. everyone's a loser here. Adele is losing millions of dollars. Vegas, Caesar's palace is losing tons of money. People who paid or have already lost money. People in the secondary market are really fucking screwed because they're not getting refunded. Like it's really, that's, that's the most shocking thing to me. And it's absolutely impossible to not point out the parallels between Adele missing out on money and Ben Simmons missing out on money and her dating Ben Simmons' manager. I mean, his agent. Do you want to, it's no, it, it's incredible. Will you give like the one paragraph explanation for people who have not been following it or don't uh, sure. or have the, or have the great fortune to not live in a Sixers household? Sure, as, sure, as sure. I do. Ben Simmons is a point guard for the Philadelphia 76ers. He has sort of sat out the entire, he's currently on the 76ers, um, payroll. He has sat out the entire season because he does not want to play for the Sixers anymore after a really terrible end of last season. Um, his manager is Rich Paul, who is dating Adele. And right now, Ben Simmons, I believe his salary, which in the NBA, like people have different setups, like some get paid monthly, some weekly, whatever. But anyway, his salary is going into escrow because he, and he also has like had a bunch of fines, like and fines in the NBA are like upwards of $25,000 for like small offenses for not playing, for just like not showing up, for not following team protocol, like all this stuff. So he's missing out on tons of money. He's completely damaged. He and the Sixers together have damaged his trade value. It's an utter debacle. 
And ever and again, like everyone's a loser in that situation. And it's yeah. just it's just very similar to Adele being like, no, I'm not doing it. Goodbye to money. And and the way I understand it, not following the NBA um or you know, finances as as you do, is that he took a gamble of I'll get traded or I can I'll get traded trade. and 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 because and this is like fairly common in the NBA, which like where players of a certain caliber do actually have more leverage. And he just like completely overestimated his leverage and then just um, doubled down on it with the advice of Rich Paul, uh, Adele's boyfriend. And is just now at a place where he can't give up his position, but just millions and millions of dollars like going out the door. And it seems like a mess. And And future damaging his career. Yeah. And so it's similar. Like you could, we don't know what's happening with the, the details of Adele, but like, you could see a world in which she like refuses to do it, thinking she's got all the leverage. And then it's just like everyone's like, okay, then we're not doing it. <laughs> so we don't need you. <laughs> which is crazy. Right. So it is kind of interesting. A lot of the the reporting, like in page six and otherwise, has been about the clashes that she's had with a particular set designer or something. And it's surprising to me that Adele at this point still doesn't have full, like, no, I'm not gonna do that power um to to be able to say like no actually like this this is not how we'll be and and some of the reporting has implied that where is the residency is it at, is it at caesar's yeah it's at caesar's yeah who wow just like what a um advertising blitz they've been on but anyway that caesar's like has a lot of say in what should be in this and the, and the set designer and as you said production is complicated and they're always there's always like push and pull but I would have assumed that Adele is one of the only people on earth that has like full veto power. I feel like I've been thinking about this. Um, outside of Taylor Swift and Beyonce, I don't know mm-hmm. that anyone else will ever get that anymore ever again. Wow. Okay. I just don't know. Like, because I think that I think Taylor Swift making so much hay out of red is a real testament mm-hmm. to her power. And Beyonce is completely singular. And yeah. I think we kind of the, the kind of like the big four that we often talk about are Beyonce, Taylor Swift, Rihanna, and Adele. Rihanna, I was gonna say Rihanna probably has veto power, right? Probably, but I feel like she also just like doesn't care. Like I feel like her her career is on a totally different path than the other three because she's like just diversified her work in terms of like you mm-hmm. know um, makeup and fashion and and even photography. Like she just has like a much less sort of like wider. A collection of projects. Whereas I feel like for the other three, it really always ultimately comes back to their music. Um, yeah. And for Beyonce, I think that she's just, you know, she's an exceptional performer in a way that Adele and Taylor Swift are not. And so I just feel like it's slightly different. And I, I wonder if I was talking to Chris Ryan about this. He asked me this a little while ago, like if I thought that the Adele album underperformed because it seemingly came and went kind of quickly. And I think in like this, this short attention economy, it's just really, really hard to have that same level of power and fame. And I think it's more likely that she just, she'll like, just won't perform. Like she'll just be like, there's other ways for me to make music and feel fulfilled and make money. And I, I don't need to to perform to do that. All the Beatles. You have to do all the extracurricular content. It's not just enough to be able to do your music, which is, you know, kind of even what we were talking about with the, with her, um, CBS like concert mm-hmm. and Oprah rollout where clearly someone had gotten to Adele and been like, listen, we like, we have to provide some this supplemental is the formula. content. You have to do yeah, it. Like yeah. this is how we do it. And so we have to do it with Oprah. And you know, I like, enjoy, I love Oprah. They, they looked great in who, in the garden, you know, shout out the tea roses or whatever, but it was not the most compelling interview I've ever seen, no. which is fine. It, and you she know, seemed misunderstood, it, which is also fine. Like she doesn't have to care, but yeah, but it, it's interesting. Even a, a minute ago, you said like Beyonce is like such a, you know, I she is like a singular performer, but a much better performer than Adele or Taylor Swift. And uh, like you and I have had the fortune of seeing like Adele sing live in concert in a small venue. And as a singer, Adele yeah, is on parallels. Like, it's yeah, but Beyonce has figured out what it means to be like like a well-rounded performer in this age. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, I, I I agree with you. She's a singular performer. Listen, you're not going to hear me say anything negative about Beyonce. Um, but 
She also like clearly values the spectacle of it in a way yes, that exactly. Adele doesn't. Like the Coachella right. performance is is probably the greatest testament to that. And Adele right. does not want to do that. So it's and I think Taylor Swift also values spectacle in a way that Adele does not. Yes. Almost sometimes it feels like too, <laughs> too much. much. But yeah, but but Adele is like a little bit uh, like a person out of time yeah. in, in this particular moment. I think she would have been better suited with the Bruce Springsteen Broadway residency than yeah. the Vegas residency. Because people, yes. if they were able to take the songbook of Carol King and like turn it into a musical, which is like, and, and like, don't Bruce, say, excuse me. No, I love, I love Carol King. I, like, I love it. That's <laughs> like, whatever you're about no, to say I, about Carol King. No, I love Carol King, obviously. She's written like some of the most important songs in the history of American yeah. music. Okay, for you. All right. But like, that's not really Broadway fair. And like, people yeah. paid a lot to see it. And I think that, it, and I don't think Adele necessarily wants her music to be turned into a Broadway musical. But I just think there's there's more of a, um, there's like more of a, of a just sort of a variance of like what people expect when they go to a Broadway show. Right. And I think that would have been a, a better fit for her, but probably right. not, and, not able to commute and from LA. So the spring scene being a, a good reference point of mm-hmm. it being paired back and yeah. Um, but and 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 I guess like another example of Springsteen probably also has a fair amount of say in what yeah. he gets to do in that particular situation. But you're right, Broadway expectations very different from Las Vegas expectations. Because yeah. like a one woman show, like a really high yeah. end one woman show, people are into. Like that's like sure. you know, it's just different. It's just very different. So right, Rich Paul maybe should have asked me. Adele should have asked me. I don't want to give him too much credit. That's really undercutting Adele. But. Yeah, I mean, the flip side is that I I think probably a Las Vegas residency brings in more money. So, yes. And also and also the commute as yeah. you pointed out. So. so, you know, but she's not seeing that money now. No. That's crazy. so crazy. Like the we're talking 25 crazy. We're talking 25 million dollars at least, right? At least, yeah. Yeah. That's uh, Lady Gaga was getting a million a show, so that's that's really quite something. I know, it's wild. It's absolutely wild, okay. but I don't know, maybe she can do something in LA. Outdoors. Who knows? Good luck. Shall we move good. on? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Man, even for Adele, you give her the brutal good luck. Well, I love Adele, but I know you love Adele, but you also love it when people are like on their on their P's and Q's. I don't think crying on Instagram is a good idea. I totally that, that's a, that's a that's a great segue to the whole West South Caleb situation, <laughs> by the way. Okay. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I I like really support feeling your feelings and crying should you need to, but like, just does it have to be broadcast on Instagram always and forever in perpetuity? I, it's just yeah. not, not how I choose to live, but not many people ask me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so West Elm Caleb, shall we discuss? Yeah. Um, so you, you were telling me that you've gotten a lot of requests from people in your life just to explain what's happening with West Elm Caleb to the point that you have like an explainer saved to your phone. Yeah, I that do. You just send back. I'm How does it, it feel to be the person in people's life for that? Yeah. Um, I, I feel good about it, I guess. I don't know. Okay. I'm okay with it. Okay. I mean, that that's like a, a trusted position. Sure. Yeah. I'd rather be asked about West Elm Caleb on The Bachelor. I just want to say if we're okay. hanging out, I don't want to talk about The Bachelor. Please, please keep that in mind. Um, I I have been respecting that. You in, don't care about The Bachelor at all. Life. That's great. Every once in a while, I do read a headline and I'm like, what is going on here? Um, just don't worry about it. And then you're it. just like, you're like, don't worry about it. I will say you, um, you posted something on Instagram this morning about a man who might or might not be The Bachelor. He's The Bachelor. Wearing Okay, well, let's see. We learn something every day. And he was wearing um, a blazer over a hoodie. Mm-hmm. You pointed out that Amelia Wedemeyer has been on this beat for some time. I was truly horrified by what I saw. It's and one I of was the worst also looks. Like, this is one of these things where I was the like, first thing in the morning, I'm just greeting the day. And then you're just showing me this like beefy man wearing like a weird hoodie with an ill-fitting blazer over it. And I was just like, I, this, this is, is like his third week in a row wearing that look. It's bad. And it's, it's funny. It's awful. Callie and I had like a very long conversation about this a few months ago where we were like shitting on it because it's a bad look. Although several people have been like, great look, including it's, <laughs> including one of our uh, Ringer co-hosts or Ringer colleagues. Anyway, won't sell him out. But um, Callie like forgot that she has like these photos of her and her husband, Seth, like a photo shoot where they're both wearing a hoodie underneath oh, yeah, like, a like, jacket. That's really funny. And it was, and she That's was like, funny. oh shit, I guess I do like this anyway. 
<laughs> okay. Here is the explainer, courtesy of BuzzFeed, of who West Elm Caleb is, or like what the whole phenomenon is. Quote, a New York woman posted a TikTok about getting ghosted by a guy named Caleb, someone she met on Hinge. Something strange happened in her comment section. Multiple other women replied, West Elm Caleb? It turns out that several women all had similar experiences with the same 20-something mustachioed West Elm furniture designer they met on the dating app. He had ghosted them after a few dates or texts and did some classic book fuck boy moves. Close quote. Just an incredible pithy description. Thank you so much, BuzzFeed. Yeah. But then it became like an international discussion about love bombing, which Mm. I didn't click on a single one of your links, content producers. I'm very sorry. And um, doxing and, you know, the the seesaw has gone back and forth like eight times in the span of a week about who's in the right and who's not. And I really just want to say that I agree with Juliet. We just need to do less crying in public <laughs> on on stuff. And and I'm sympathetic. Yeah, of course. I, listen, dating is dating Stinks. seems terrible. Stinks, yeah. And especially right now. Yeah, and and the and the ghosting and the apps, it all is a real mess. And it definitely seems like this is a person who was sort of algorithm dating, right? He had, he'd made a little profile. He had some moves. He was sort of playing the entire field all at once. And I can imagine that that is a bit frustrating when you encounter it, but also is not everybody doing that? I'm going to say, if you're not expecting that, like, right. I just feel like that's maybe on you. I also, one thing I learned in my own pursuit of understanding West Elm Caleb is that it's hypothesized that TikTok accesses your contacts and the algorithm basically feeds you videos from people with whom you share contact. So like, you could be two oh. degrees separated from someone if you both have Caleb's number on your phone. Okay. You'll see their video. So it's definitely possible that the algorithm propagated this by like connecting people who all had Caleb's number. And, and I know it's fascinating and sinister. Um, TikTok is sinister. And, kids. And, and, t- and no kids are listening to this, but <laughs> TikTok is yeah. sinister. I know. This is also, this is like two old ladies like weigh in on what the youth are doing, but that's fine. Um, I'll just, I'll, one old lady and one radiant young woman. Um, who doesn't Amanda, use, you're 18 months older than me, so I think. Well, I'm- I know, but I was like, you know what? I don't need to put Juliet in this basket. Juliet is still shining bright. Thanks, and, Amanda. That's and, very nice. Um, just is wise enough to not use TikTok. But yeah, so TikTok is sinister. I like. I do see the appeal of there being this sort of like urban legend guy running around New York that all of these women. You know, it it is honestly like a great sex, old school Sex in the City episode. Yeah, it's also like John Tucker must die, like that sure. kind of thing. Yeah. Sure. On the flip side, if your sponsor Spidey Sense didn't go off immediately, that West Elm is literally in the name. You want to talk about conspiracy theories? West Elm planted this. Like, I, like you cannot tell me otherwise. The most you know, internet meme friendly of the furniture design companies. I just like I don't believe that this is one hundred percent real. I have no evidence. But furniture design period is like a dating app trope. Like. Furniture right. designer, like, split my time between New York and Hudson. Like, just like, okay, cool. I'm sure like, you do. Is there a six series podcast coming from like some company in the next three months that's like, I made a profile called West Elm Caleb and like, here's what happened? I, like, you could put $10 on it and it sure. would not be a waste of your money. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, agree. I just, I don't, I don't trust it. I so, also just think like furniture designer is sort of like, it's that's that's a red flag because it's like the because it's like, a furniture designer would be great. You're like that's awesome, but it's sort it's of like, like the new yeah. uh, architect in a Nancy Myers movie, yes, right? We've 100%. updated it for the and again, also speaking of Sex in the City, which I I finally finished my rewatch because and just like that is really an emotional toll for me every week. Aiden, the most furniture designer in the in the in the nearest future. I mean, the near history. Yeah. It's awful. Anyway, please don't forget that Aiden was a furniture designer yeah. who then wound up with another furniture designer. So, it, again, this all feels uh, quite scripted in a way. But then I like I'm just going through like my personal stations of the cross on this one. So then I flip back to, but you know, I I do think it's good if you're experiencing nonsense behavior to not accept the nonsense behavior. Sure, yeah, you know. So so that's good, and I'm happy for this generation of women. Which then brings me to the way in which they are expressing it. And it's not even like going on 
TikTok necessarily. I'm crying on TikTok, though. I want to reiterate, I stand with Juliet, like, less crying in public, you know? like I live, by the great, I live by the words of the great Kelly Catrone. If you yeah. need to cry, go outside. Yeah. But I just... So TikTok overwhelms me. So I interact with most of this on Instagram where the TikToks are either republished or where people are now um influencers are making reels because it's very clear that Instagram has been like you must make reels or you are no longer a valued part of our platform. And I just <laughs> the thing where people are trying to be comedians to the camera in 20 seconds while like a weird song plays, it's not working for me. It's not good content. We got to find better ways to do this, okay? Not everyone's a comedian. It's just not your format. You got to find a new format. Not not your tempo. <laughs> no. And suddenly I open my explore page and it's just like a lot of 27-year-olds being like, cool, now I'm just going to do little stand-up for you with like a weird beat. No, no. <laughs> I don't want to be exposed to everyone's like, you know, stand-up trial experimentation all at once because Instagram is trying to make money. I just absolutely not stick to the the quiet format or the stories. That's what's working for you. It's it's not going <laughs> to happen for everybody. I agree with you. The noise of TikTok is why I can't be on. I just said this in a Zoom meeting with our colleagues. Like TikTok is too noisy and it's not a multitasking app. Like I don't really go on Instagram because I'm like deeply interested in Instagram. I go on it to like pass time while something else is happening or like because right. there's like a void. It's not like an active engagement for me, but and, and TikTok requires it to be much more actively engaged. But I, I think this is on us. I think this is like we're the problem because it's it's wildly popular. I I'm just going to be very honest with you. I know in my heart of hearts, I'm not the problem on this. Like sometimes <laughs> someone needs to come in. Everybody notes are good. Everybody needs an editor. Everybody needs someone in their life. TikTok has many appealing qualities to me. Love all of the food stuff. Sure. Um, yeah, me too. And you know, just the random God, what did I watch the other day that was like a baby doll on a bike, like just That's cute. for a minute going through like Chicago and doing like weird tricks. And it was so weird. And I was cracking up like there are art forms and and mediums and new things being invented on the platform that are like truly funny and good. But the thing where it's like, you know, it vertical close up on someone with like the font being like TFW. Yeah. Like he doesn't write back and it's like, dun, 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 and so, then people are just like making weird faces. No. Are no. your complaints very specific to dating, uh, like dating commentary on Instagram or, or on TikTok? Or does this apply to other topics as well? Because like Callie sends me a lot of videos of just like randoms talking about reality TV or like people like just sort of mm -hmm. like, explaining what's happening with like housewives doing bad things. And that I find helpful. I don't okay. encounter much like dating commentary because I don't want to. Um, but also like, I actually only look at TikTok when Callie sends me a video. And in case right. you don't know, Callie Curry is my bachelor party co-host on Monday night to check it out. Um, are you like going to this on your own? Like, how is this coming to you to make you so angry? This is coming to me via the Instagram explore tab. Oh, I see. Um, at which an Instagram is cl very clearly aggressively promoting reels. Gotcha. So even, yes. Like the influencers who I follow, who I love are now making like all these reels all of the time because sure. they've clearly been told this this is where we think that you this know is the future, we're pivoting yeah. we're pivoting to video until we don't pivot to video. Um but then I have other things served. And so you know I it it is a little bit a specific period in my life where I, Instagram has figured out I'm having a baby and so I got slotted into all the mom content against my will. And <laughs> so there's a lot of like these reels about like when they say, like, sleep when the baby sleeps or whatever. And Juliet, if I could, like, peel off my skin by myself when I see these served to me, like, I would. There is nothing that makes me want to hide under the couch forever than this particular. And it's not always mom content. Then somehow they've, like, bucketed mom content with um, weird mental health. Con not weird mental health, but, like, you know, um, un verified mental health content about that, which like, I think it's good. It's great that people are supporting each other on the internet and 
Like, no, sure. But I'm just like, I don't know why I need this random person telling me this random, uh, unverified stuff about, you know, anxiety or whatever. And then also with, I don't know whether I got to this through food Instagram or mom Instagram, but like all the health and wellness stuff mm. where people are just suddenly like, here's my smoothie. I just never tell me about your smoothie ever again. <laughs> so you know what I mean? It's so it's sort of like, I, I have to tell you, you yeah. need to, you need to take the algorithm back. So I have, um, I'm trying, I'm telling them I'm not interested all the time. And then they just you, keep serving is, me more of the this stuff. This is what you need to do. You need to search for things that you like want to be your life. Like for example, my Instagram is now exclusively ceramics, like exclusively, okay. like so many random potters all over the world. I'm really into Emily Doran pottery. She has an unheated studio in London. So she often has to okay. wait early in the morning until her space heater is on to like, to make it better. She's, I just like, I also, my Instagram is exclusively content from like related to me keeping up with like boys from my past and pottery. And I hit okay. not interested on all of the, uh, former, former flames and just like lean so hard into pottery. Like I can't tell you anything other than ceramics right now. And it's great. I'm like living in la la land on Instagram. Okay. But so here's my thing. I'm trying to do the not interested all of the time, but that means I have to click on the reel and then I have to listen to five or 10 no, seconds. You don't, you just hold down on it and it pops up and it says not interested and it just goes away. And it away. doesn't play. Yes. Okay. That's really good to know because this is the other thing I'm, well, I'm also just like using Instagram like you are to like pass time or, you know, whatever. I'm addicted to Instagram. It's fine. Like we all, we live in the world, but you know, I'm like often doing it around other people, you know, so I'm not trying to draw attention to the fact that like, I'm trying to press not interested on some woman, like talking about, I, God, I don't even know. It makes me so, I can't tell you like how really incensed right now. I love it. I'm really, really incensed. And I have been trying to take the algorithm back. I, I purchased a piece of art on Instagram. Mm. I purchased a painting from a lovely Canadian painter named Sophie Asselin. And because I think, because the algorithm is watching everything we do and thus they know that not only did I like follow this person and get engaged with her work, but actually purchase something. They're like putting me in the art bucket sort of. So sure, I'm getting great. more great art, to which, be in. which is great. It's definitely way better than the mom bucket. But I just, I want Instagram to be quiet. That's what it is. Like I really, I just like want it to be quiet or I want to be able to opt in to the loud mouthness. And <laughs> I just, I feel like I've lost control. I knew that's, that's where, where this is, is going to end. Control. All right, we have to move on. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of reels always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. 
So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Let's go next to Bill, Bill Hader and Anna Kendrick, which is the big okay. WTF. Turns out they've been dating for a year. They kept it That's a secret. Great. I hadn't really thought about Anna Kendrick in a while, though I really like Love Life on HBO Max, both seasons one and two. Uh, I just started season two. I'm really enjoying it. It's pretty great. Jessica Williams is like pretty amazing in it. Um, spoiler. I alert. never finished season one because they had Anna Kendrick in a wig that I just oh couldn't God. abide. But Kingsley Benadir shows up in the last episode and it's so amazing. I, you, you told me this, but I still was just like, I, I'm really sorry. Like, I can't. This is not relaxing to me. Um, the only problem I have with uh, Love Life season two is it acknowledges the pandemic. But other than that, it's great. Um, yeah. Has a lot of like just great stuff happening in it. Anyway, um, I also just sort of like the idea of like a long and winding, like finding its way relationship. That's just very, Mm -hmm. it's just, you know, it's what, it's what rom-coms are made of. Anyway, um, I hadn't thought about Anna Kendrick in a long time. Last I heard from Bill Hader, he'd been broken up. He had broken up with, um, Rachel Bilson. Don't know on whose terms, maybe it was a mutual amicable separation. They were just dating for a fairly short period of time. Everyone seemed really surprised by this on the internet. I mean, me included, but like, I don't know. I was just sort of surprised by all the surprise and being like, wow, it's been happening for a year. Crazy. So we're meant to believe, we're not meant to believe. No one's like trying to get a conspiracy on us. But they starred in one of those Christmas movies together. I believe it was called Noel, released oh, in yeah. 2019. And so I, I've not seen Noel. It's with a... um le at the end so i assume it's like you know it's noel but also noel the name um so i guess they met together and then stayed in touch and then like a low-key uh pandemic relationship blossomed which is nice actually i like the idea that they sort of found started each as other. friends yeah yeah and then and then didn't do like the kanye julia fox like mega public <laughs> pandemic thing which It'd be All funny I, if, if they tried that. If they're like, we're going to Paris right. Fashion Week and Bill Hader is my stylist and my makeup artist. <laughs> right. Which that's still happening. We're monitoring the situation. Um, I continue to be pretty amused by the Julia Fox of it all. And otherwise, I'm trying to uh, not participate from a respectful distance. Uh, but I wish everybody well. I But it did come as a surprise as a result. You were like, wait, what? Um, yeah. Anna Kendrick and Bill Hader? Great. Uh, it's a great, a great couple. I mean... I don't really know what happened out of Kendrick's career. I thought we were headed for more. Um, yeah. But if she's happy and they're happy, then I'm happy for them. I wonder if like she'll be in Barry or something like that. Although I think we would know if she's going to be in it. I hope she's not. I, don't I think it, I was going to say, I think it would be good if they kept it uh, uh, separate. Yeah. I've never I, watched also, Barry. I'd like to, but I just can never get into it. It was good, but it was dark. And is it she over? does a different thing. No, I think there's another season coming. Oh, okay. But I have some questions about how this came to be, which is that we discovered this. I'm going to read the first sentence. Anna Kendrick and Bill Hader have enjoyed a budding relationship for more than a year, a source tells people. Um, Which then the source like has some more to say to People Magazine about what's going on in the relationship. Like they make each other laugh, which is great. That's wonderful. Laughter is such an important part of life. But typically when... <laughs> what? It Sorry, is, I guess I, I'm, sp- I'm spicy today. But typically when a source is revealing a relationship to people, it's intentional. intentional yeah. So, so what's going on here? I have a couple guesses. One, one of them will be hosting Saturday Night Live soon and the other will be attending. Okay. I think that Saturday Night Live seems like they're having a hard time getting uh, hosts and guests. So I wouldn't be surprised if like Bill Hader was one of them. Um, okay. Two, she's pregnant. It's always possible. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Or three, there's like God, some other like a, event they want to attend together. So it's either an event or a pregnancy. I, I think it's Saturday Night Live. Like, I feel like he'll be hosting SNL soon. It's just okay. And, and she'll be there. Yeah. And she'll want to attend or they'll go to the party together. And it's like always paparazzi. Okay. That's my guess. The, the SNL boyfriend is, you know, an eternal. It's, it's always a thing. Um, Who doesn't want to have an SNL boyfriend? Side note. I don't have like any energy to address Colin Jost and Pete Davidson um, investing in the Staten Island Ferry <laughs> together, but that's another situation we're monitoring. I mean, okay. 
They did get me to watch a three minute SNL clip of the like the weekend update segment, what they did with Boat Guy and the two of them talking about it. And I won't Listen, normally click on SNL videos at this point. So it's working. It's I get it. The, the Staten Island bond is really real. Uh, and I meet anyone from my neighborhood in New York. I have a similar shared experience. I like sure. love to talk about it. I get it. But I'm just like, there's no there's no like more cliche um, metaphor for like expressing your machismo than buying a boat that you don't need. So. Okay. I If they, at any point, while marketing, whatever they're doing, I think they want to turn into a comedy club or something, but if anyone reenacts um, the any part of Working Girl, or specifically the Carly Simon song that opens and closes Working Girl with shots on the Staten Island Ferry, then they have my love forever. Uh, not that they need it, but just putting it out there. Anyway, you're right. It's probably that they needed to get it out before it, something, something else happens. Though, yeah. like... Though, <laughs> Getting out ahead of like a date is weird. I just want to say, like, you can just go on a date. It's it's okay. People would be like, "Cool, good for you." Maybe they're worried about Dumois exposing them or something. Do you think they're really on the? I don't know what's up with Dumois. I know I haven't looked. It's too uh, too exhausted to look at it. To be honest, I've been so invested in football the last few Sundays that that's just no time for Dumois. I have two actually, just because I don't really leave the couch at this point. So it's um, great. Watching football is really fun. I like to read with football in the background. Actually, if I'm by myself. Oh my gosh, what can I can I just rant again about one more thing? Sure. If I hear that fucking skinny pop commercial song one more time, I have had that song in my head. For four days, I like Skinny Pop. I don't know. I, like, I don't know it. I, I'm so traumatized by the Apple Watch distress call commercials that yeah. I have to tune you out mute? all commercials. Yeah, when I watch with my dad, he's a very fast muter. As soon as the commercials start, I am probably way too invested in commercials and watching them and rating them and getting very mad about them or getting really invested in them. Um, you know, capitalism works on me, I guess. <laughs> but the the Skinny Pop song, like. I've like gone to bed for the last two days. I'm not going to sing it because you guys don't deserve it. But I'm so angry. And it actually makes me hate Skinny Pop, a product that I have had a couple of times and enjoyed. Though I had another bad Skinny Pop incident where one of the last screenings I went to before Omicron and no longer felt like I I could go for my my personal health reasons um, was West Side Story, a movie I really, the new West Side Story, a movie I really enjoyed except for the two people behind me who smuggled in a full loud bag of skinny pop. Oh my God. I'm just like, imagine, imagine the crinkling like at every moment. I, I was, I was very angry at them. So Oh, for two for skinny pop for me. (laughs) Well, the Apple watch ones are just unbelievably bad. Like just, they're so horrible. I don't know who greenlit, greenlit that idea. Mm -hmm. Um, we need to talk about one last Saturday night live related topic before wrapping this episode. John okay. Mulaney's Instagram. What a okay. what a gift to the to the gossip hounds. I mean, why did he it's do really, this? It's really weird. So we'll start. Everyone will maybe remember, you know, John Mulaney and Olivia Munn started a relationship at a time that has not really been determined, even though a lot of internet sleuths have tried to discover this. And you know, the kid was announced in a way that they were trying to soften the the news. Speaking of you know, trying to get ahead of things. And there's been like a lot of speculation about John Lamely's marriage and all these sorts of things. But since the very cute child arrived, they have been on their Instagrams, like sort of John Mulaney pops up on Olivia Munn's Instagram in the context of the baby. Like they coordinated the first baby photos. It seems like sort of the same Bill Hader, Anna Kendrick thing of like trying to manage the news, but in a more positive way and like win people over, I I guess, because there was such an outsized brouhaha. I mean, we all had to learn what parasocial meant because of this news. That was like, that was another bad week on the internet. So I guess that's why he's doing it. And I you're guess. right that this is like the first photo of Olivia Munn on his Instagram, even though it's just the back of her head, but she is tagged in it. They've been doing a lot of tagging. It's tagging for old people. I don't know. I, I don't know. We are old. So what am I supposed to know is for old people? Like I just, okay. as far as I know, it's cool. I honestly, I was like, I'd like to know more about John Mulaney's uh, outerwear. He's got a lot of nice sweatshirts, hoodies, and jackets. A lot of very nice sweaters. Yeah. yeah. Um, he looks great. I mean, looks like he's wearing a Nets sweatshirt in one of these. The baby's really cute. I don't know. These photos are like incredibly idyllic. Like this is like the LA dream. 
I don't think it's an accident that it came about 10 days after his now ex-wife, Anna Marie Tendler, was profiled in Harper's Bazaar mm. uh, and talking about freezing her eggs and about how John Mulaney didn't want a fan-made portrait of their French bulldog, <laughs> um, which is a real thing. I, You know, that's pretty much all the profile has to offer, honestly. I wouldn't say it was, like, the most revealing. She talks about this... Um, crater in her life but doesn't really like use proper nouns beyond the the fan art about the dog so i do think that this is part of like a long-term strategy of like winning people back because there was a lot of um discussion about john mulaney's relationship status yeah and his parenthood status um but the baby's really cute, so I don't know what to say about that. I guess he's maybe he's just happy. He's just like excited about his life. I I don't know. He does look really happy. He I does. will say I I will say I've been like I've been very nervous because they say the first few months of having a baby, the babies don't do anything, mm. you know, which like they don't. They're just like kind of blobs. And I as I get closer to it, I was like, oh no, it's just going to be several more months of like no fun. But he looks like he's having fun. Yeah, he really does. Also, like. I don't know. I'm not a parent, but as a, as your first kid, like, won't everything be new? So, like, won't it just be exciting? Sort of, but also, I don't know. He looks like he's having fun. He also didn't actually like have to do anything. create a baby and yeah, yeah. breast and then bring it into the world or breastfeed or whatever. I Olivia Munn has talked about how hard breastfeeding is, which I appreciate because I have, I'm just absolutely terrified of that. But no one cares. I'm sorry. I'm turning into mom Instagram. <laughs> Cute baby, good hat. I think that baby photos like usually trump everything. So I bet if, if I had to guess, I bet he'll win the PR war. And maybe he should. It's cute. It's cute stuff. I, I don't know. It's, it's a nice baby. It really is. They seem happy. I'm happy for them. Yeah. <laughs> um. On that note, be safe on your Instagram explore tab, everybody. Thank you so much oh to Erica Cervantes for <laughs> producing this episode. We'll be back next week. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.